From Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane, and this is Film Club. A podcast series where our youth film critics and cultural connoisseurs spill the theoretical tea on a new movie. So these are spoiler-filled conversations. If you haven't seen the movie they're talking about, be prepared to learn far more about them than the trailers tell you. If you went to the movies this past holiday season, odds are you saw the movie we're talking about today, Spider-Man No Way Home. In its opening weekend, it grossed $260 million. That's the second highest debut in history. Avengers Endgame still holds that record. So today our At Me film critics are going to discuss this movie phenomenon starring Tom Holland as your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. And more so than other episodes of this series, they go deep on spoilers. But let's be real, you've probably already seen the movie at least once. And with the great power and great responsibility that comes with leading this discussion, here's At Me producer Yuli Zong and her brother Manning. Welcome to the Spider-Man Roundtable. Today there are two hosts. I'm Yuli. And I'm Manny. So first let's do introductions and then go around. I'll answer the question, what is your connection with Spider-Man? Have you been his fan since you were a kid or do you become more interested as you got older? So I'm Manning, I'm in ninth grade and Spider-Man's been my favorite superhero since I was a toddler. I'm Yuli, I'm in 12th grade and I was a very casual fan when I was a kid. Like I knew Spider-Man existed and I liked the general plot. But since the release of No Way Home, I've been more of a fan. Hi, I'm Daisy. Um, I am a junior in college at UAA. um, And my first movie experience was actually the um, Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movie. So that's my connection to Spider-Man. And ever since then, I've been in love with Spider-Man. I'm Madison and I'm in 12th grade. I remember going to see the Andrew Garfield ones in theaters when they came out. Um, And then I've been kind of like a low-key Spider-Man fan. And then um, once the Tom Holland ones came out, I got pretty excited about them. All right. Well, to start us off with the first question, what did you guys think of the movie? Like, what were your initial reactions after you watched it? Was it really good or bad? I don't think you could say that it was really bad. If anyone says that it's really bad, then they're a hater because it was amazing. Like it was, it's it's so funny. Like, as I mentioned, kind of like in my intro, like Spider-Man was the first movie I ever saw in theaters, which makes me feel really old. But um, like the first Tobey Maguire um, Spider-Man was the first movie I saw. So it was like my introduction to to like live action movies. Like I only watched like Disney animated movies. So when I saw like, oh my goodness, like these are like real people who like do real things. And like Spider-Man is so real. Like it was, it was amazing. And if we're talking spoiler talk, like when I saw him on screen, I, oh my, why am I getting emotional? I like audibly like screamed and cried and was like, oh my gosh, like freaking out in the movie theater. I was so happy that everyone else in the movie theater was freaking out because I would have been freaking out by myself and it would have been very embarrassing, but it's fine. Um, We had a very lively theater in Anchorage, which was really cool. And I, I loved the movie. I thought it was 
great, amazing, fantastic. Um, it was interesting because I was somebody, I think somebody said that if you're not a Spider-Man, you're not going to like, if, if you're not a Spider-Man, <laughs> if you're not a Spider-Man fan, you're not going to like the movie, which to that, I would say yes and no, because the plot is very basic and it's a lot of like inside jokes between like each three Spider-Man like movies. And it was funny to like hear those references again. It was really funny. And I'm very sorry to all the Aunt May fans out there. Um, I, I was very emotional during that part, um, but I was kind of happy that Happy didn't die because I would have been a wreck if Happy died. I was a wreck when Aunt May died, but I would have been even more a wreck if, if Happy died because he's like, I think my like one of my favorite characters in the MCU. I absolutely love the movie. Uh, I just thought like everything was like well integrated. I especially loved um, all three Spider-Men. They were all great and they worked together pretty well. They all had like great friend chemistry. That's like, I don't know, that's a thing, but like friendship was great. And then I also really loved uh, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin again. He was just, it was so good that they got rid of that mask because he really just needed to like not have anything shielding his just like pure talent and then yeah just like everything was super great I was really sad when um Andrew Garfield Spider-Man talked about Gwen Stacy because I remember watching her die the first time um yeah and then I was also very sad when Aunt May died but again like Daisy I was happy that um Happy was not killed because that's what I thought was going to happen when I went into the movie. And so I was like, they can't do that to me. They can't kill off Tony and Happy. So, yeah. Um, the one thing I was like a little weirded out about is uh, Sandman or like Flint Marco, which was really interesting because he wasn't really actually on set, but um, still pretty well done, even considering that. Uh, they didn't really have the actor with everyone else who was like on set. Neither was the lizard. The lizard wasn't on um, on set. The guy who played the lizard. You're right. Yeah. And to that point, Madison, I completely forgot about Will William Defoe. Is that his name? Yeah, I believe. Oh my goodness. Like his, like oh my God. his performance chills. Like, ah, I was so like, I literally felt that like that little girl who was like terrified of this goblin man forever. Like that just like resurfaced. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, no, <laughs> it was so funny. And I forgot to, I forgot to mention um, that scene where, um, where Peter Parker's friend, I forgot his name. Oh my goodness. I am a fake fan. Ned. Ned, thank you. Um, I, when Ned was like opening the portal and it was Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and it was so funny. I felt so bad for my sister because I like, I like, like slapped her and I was like, I was like, that's not Spider-Man. Like, like, it's like hitting her a bunch of times. I was like, that's not Spider-Man. And she was like, what? Because I could tell because the mask was different. And I was like, 
wait is that I was like wait that's a fake one I was like no wait it's a different one <laughs> and I was just like freaking out like oh my gosh it's not Spider-Man and then my sister thought that it was just rumors that they weren't actually gonna appear until they appear like she was like oh my god I thought it was fake and I was like no it's real we were just like freaking out and I totally agree Madison that like the the chemistry between the Parkers because like they're all the same person just from different universes which I thought was really cool um and yeah they're like they're like brother chemistry was just so funny and a lot of people are like oh like there was too much of of like the Parkers like interaction I was like no that was like the perfect amount like the perfect amount of Spider-Man, Spider-Men, you know, just interacting was really funny. Um, I loved also seeing Dr. Octavius. Um, he was also like one of like my first like scary, like, oh my gosh, like scary people that I've, that like, I remember. Um, I was mostly scared of the Green Goblin as a kid, but Dr. Octavius was also like, oh my gosh, he's so scary. And he's like an octopus, but he looks like a spider and it's scary. Um, so that was really fun. Um, I thought um, the um, just how casual Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man was was really funny. Like, because I just remember like just Spider-Man's like awkward and he like doesn't like do well with people. Just kind of like seeing like a grown-up version of that was a little like whoa, <laughs> like, a little like whoa, like that's a little off because Spider-Man like he's supposed to be like a teenager but um yeah so speaking of like the three spider-mans and their actors and stuff why don't we break them this argument um has well in simpler terms i think this argument is stupid because like they're all playing the same character it's just different interpretations of the character and all the performance of each spider-man are great you know, like they're all great. I know a lot of people are like, oh, um, Toby was a really good Peter Parker, but not a really good Spider-Man. But Andrew Garfield was a really good Spider-Man and not a good P Peter Parker. And Tom Holland is like both a really good Spider-Man and Peter Parker. It's like, no, like they're, <laughs> they're all great. They all have qualities that, um, and they all have their interpretations for like as Spider-Man, as Peter Parker. So yeah but with all that said toby spider-man will always be <laughs> top spider-man yeah i completely agree um i thought this movie like highlighted them all pretty well uh especially tom holland i thought that they did a really good job with his like arc because like until now in the his like trilogy i wasn't really sure where they were gonna go with it like who is his uncle Ben in a sense? Like, what's that trauma gonna lead to? And like, it didn't feel, I mean, not that it did need to feel like a traditional Spider-Man, but until this point, Tom Holland's trilogy didn't feel like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man or just like Spider-Man in general, but they did a really good job with his arc. And then also wrapping up, like, well, maybe not wrapping up Andrew's arc because who knows if they'll bring him back. I don't know. Um, but also wrapping up Toby's and Andrew's uh, Spider-Man arcs pretty well. Uh, yeah, I just think, yeah, 
Daisy, it's super kind of stupid that people are just saying like, oh, this one's better or that one's better. But I do agree that like everyone has their own Spider-Man that they love. Like I always kind of really liked Andrews and then like the popular whatever opinion was that, oh, his wasn't really good. It was rushed. It was like, you know, he's just like some famous guy or, or like some like, I don't know, fad. But um, I really liked him and now he's getting the respect he deserves. So. Yeah, I told yeah, Madison, I think somebody said somebody said that that um, Andrew Garfield Spider-Man was the right Spider-Man, but the wrong movie or like the wrong director or something like that, where like his movie wasn't that great, but Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was amazing. Yeah. So were there any unexpected plot twists for you guys? Well, of course, but like besides the three Spider-Men in one frame. So talking on that Spider-Man in one frame, all three Spider-Man in one frame, like that moment, like, oh my, like it was mind-blowing and it was just like everything that like, I think everybody who's watched all three movies in the theaters has wanted. Like we were like, it was just like, oh my gosh, like it's amazing. And obviously like, it's like Endgame, like you had to cry in this movie, like it was mandatory. And that was one of my cries was when I just saw like all of them was like, oh my God, like everyone's here. Everyone's working as a team. Um, I thought the line of the Avengers was like hilarious. I thought that that was so funny. Um, I think the one big unexpected twist was that they were going to kill at me. I really did not think that they were going to kill at me. I like for sure was ready to see happy like not okay and on Madison's point of that Tom Holland Spider-Man was a little off is because I think personally is because in his movies he didn't he could save everyone he could he didn't have to sacrifice a lot of stuff like obviously he lost um Tony Stark um there was no mention of Uncle Ben at all so I do think like Aunt May is supposed to represent like his big loss, like how, like how Toby Spider-Man, um, his big loss was Uncle Ben and Andrew Garfield's big loss was Gwen Stacy. And, you know, like, I think he just had to experience a big loss. Um, the one thing that I didn't expect as well, that now that I'm mentioning Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man was was him to save MJ. Like I audibly, like I, I knew what was happening. I knew that like in, in the back of my head, I was like, okay, like maybe they'll put it in. Maybe they won't put it in. And when I saw like the prep to the scene, I was like, like, cause you know, we all saw that scene in the trailer. So we were like, okay. So I was like prepping it. I was like, okay, they're on the, they're on like the sky bridge. Okay. Like they're going, oh my gosh, like she's falling. It's happening. And then like, yeah, I like, I knew, I was preparing for him to catch her. But when he didn't and um, the Green Goblin like intercepted him, I was like, no, like, oh my God, like they're going to do it again. And then just seeing Andrew just like, shoo, I was like, oh my God, like he's going to save her. So I think that was, that was probably like my biggest, like, like, like really like biggest, like happiest moments that I was like, okay, like good. Like a theory was right. Um, and Aunt May dying. So uh, speaking of big losses that like, 
I think another big one that's kind of important is everyone forgetting that he existed and that like that combined with him losing Aunt May was like a big, big deal. Yeah. And I think, I think Spider-Man, it's like a big coming of age story and it comes with like, yeah, it comes with sacrifices, not just of people, but of, of, of situations. And that's kind of what you learn as an adult is that you have to make sacrifices and that's what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man is, is, is his discovery of, um, you know, give and take of losses. And I think, you know what, that was another big twist. I did not expect him to, to be like, yeah, have everyone forget me. I agree. Uh, that was a part that actually surprised me. I think I, I like had a feeling that they do something like that, but, um, it really hit me at the end when he like walked away from talking to MJ and finding out that she, you know, got into the college she wanted to and she's actually like living a good life without like having Peter and Spider-Man in her life. And I thought that was just like really sad. And then it like hit me later that he was completely alone, basically. No one really knew where, who he was. Um, even happy which was also another really sad part because I was like watching that scene I'm like oh yeah happy he has happy and I realized he doesn't have happy because happy doesn't know who he is so that was really sad yeah gut-wrenching seeing happy forget him yeah I also really like the story arc that all the the Spider-Mans had so what about the villains you guys think their backstories make them more authentic, more authentic, because I feel like in some stories, it feels like the bad guy is just there to be the bad guy and make the plot move forward, but in, like, these Spider-Man universes, like, the lizard guy, Dr. Connors, yeah, Dr. Connors, he just wanted to, like, help human evolution, and then, like, Dr. Osborne, like, Green somewhere is saying, like, oh, he's just a scientist, wanted to, like, make a company and do things so do you guys think this might have helped Peter Parker's arc he Dr. Connor just wanted to make everyone lizards of course that that's totally redeemable <laughs> but um sarcasm aside I um Dr. Oct- Octavius he was already kind of redeemed um at the end of his movie um and something that like didn't really make sense to me either um which it makes with a heavy heart makes me say like why did they cure them if they were about to die because when they get like zapped back into their universes like they're still gonna die (laughs) you know so because they were like because from from what they were describing like electro was like i was about to like absorb like the power grid and then i got zapped here but when he did absorb the power grid like he died so is he going to go back and then he's just going to die but good? Like, is that, is, like, is that what happened? Like, I don't know. <laughs> um, so I think it definitely like gives a different view of, of the characters. Um, I liked that the Green Goblin kind of like stayed bad and was kind of like, working behind the scenes like 
kind of man, like manipulating everybody that he was like oh i'm just a sweet like innocent confused old man and then when the green goblin appeared like he was like oh it's bad um i really liked that because i think curing all of them and sending them back um i thought that part was kind of slow i was like oh okay like we're just gonna we're just gonna cure all of them I'm like everything's gonna be okay and there wasn't gonna be any of that sacrifice that i think spider-man needed also like i just i just like the villains too like they're pretty cool and they're pretty scary um in my opinion like how i interpreted it i guess is that like the green goblin like norman osborn actually was like norman for like the first half of the movie and like um in the original toby Maguire of spider-man movies i'm pretty sure it's shown that like norman is kind of like schizophrenic like he's talking to himself and stuff and like there's like two different psychs of him with the green goblin and norman osborne yeah i also i thought the villains were really well done obviously some of them weren't like i don't know some of them didn't really deserve to be redeemed or they didn't really have enough story to be redeemed like uh sandman or uh flint marco he was just like a guy who wanted to get to his dying daughter which can be interesting but they never kind of tried to like expand on that at all and they didn't really have a lot of time because they had so many villains which was the problem of the third Tobey Maguire Spider-Man um but it was pretty good um I don't in my opinion Electro I don't know they didn't expand on his story enough because he's still just like I want to be noticed or like I don't know maybe someone else has a different view than me but like I feel like they made um the villain cooler than how he was in Amazing Spider-Man 2 but they didn't really develop his story well enough to where I feel for him to see to want to see him be redeemed so if you guys had if you guys were part of the producers of the movie and you guys could make the choice between developing all the villain storylines versus keeping the runtime down like I guess they decided to do which one would you guys to choose Honestly, I think that they executed everything pretty good. Um, like how like how Madison said, yeah, they really didn't give much time to um Electro or um or Sandman. I guess my answer would be would be I, I would buff up the runtime because Endgame was I think three hours long and this was only two and a half. So I definitely would have would have sacrificed um, some time if it meant to develop more characters, specifically Electro. I agree with Daisy. I think, yeah, a little more time with a few of the you know secondary villains might have been nice. Um, but thinking about it a little bit more, I think like Electro's character, like his motivations are like fundamentally just like not well written and that comes from the amazing spider-man 2 because they can't like retcon everything that happened in that movie so they're that they're just working with what they got um from that past movie but uh i definitely think they could have maybe like dug deeper into his personality in some way or, or another or something but yeah definitely um little uh sacrifice to the runtime uh for more character development Okay, so did you guys see the end scene credits for this movie? There was like one with Venom and one with Doctor Strange. 
What did y'all think about them, like, including those scenes? Hot take. I thought it was kind of cheap to um, put in the um, Multiverse of Madness trailer. If you're going to give us a trailer, put it in the trailers. Give me more (laughs) Spider-Man. I would love to see. I would have loved to see another, like, Spider-Man cut scene or even, like, I don't know, like Spider-Man, like not like um Peter Parker, like at the bank, like trying to like get a loan for like his apartment, and like I don't know, something happens, and it's like oh, like I'm Peter Parker, but I'm not Spider-Man. That Spider-Man dude, he's pretty crazy. Like I don't know, I think something cheeky like that at the end would have been really nice, or something expanding on like the multiverse of nat- madness. I don't think the trailer, like I was like. Ugh. I thought the Venom sequence was really cool. I was like, oh, now Ven- like, now like Venom is in the MCU. Like, that's really cool. Because that was also my favorite part of like the Tobey Maguire. Um, actually, not like my favorite part, but I remember being like when I was younger, I was like, oh my goodness, there's like this serum and like it controls your mind. But like, you're cool because to- because. Toby Maguire Spider-Man is like doing that strut like down the street and like being cool because like bad because like bad cool but like he also gets like really bad because like it's Venom and he's a bad guy so I thought that was really cool and it kind of confirms in my mind in my head canon <laughs> that we are gonna get more Spider-Man because they wouldn't include that as as like oh like just nothing i think that they would include it to include spider-man in venom or with venom so i'm really excited to see what they do with that in the future i agree with like almost everything daisy has said i know that i said that throughout this whole time but like yes um yeah uh i wish that there was more like of the spider-man in the end credit scenes they were like I heard somewhere they were talking about like doing an end credit scene where it would be like Andrew and Toby in their home universes and show like little parts of that almost like uh into the spider-verse and like where they show uh where the other spider-men go after that movie's done um but yeah I wish they would have included that because I just wanted more spider-man um stuff uh or yeah something with the multiverse uh something with like I don't know like scarlet witch or something like that um i just felt kind of like oh it's a trailer it's like sort of like back to the future 2 where they include a trailer for back to the future 3 but on the topic of the venom and credit scene i absolutely loved it before watching no way home i had actually not watched the venom movies cuz i just didn't want to but this movie made me um watch the Tom Hardy Venom movies and uh that was really great I love the um I love those Venom movies so I'm excited to see what they do with those characters whether it's like a crossover or they do like a Venom thing in Tom's universe but um the one thing I don't want to happen is no more Topher Grace as Venom in Spider-Man universes also, something that I failed to mention, um, J. Jonah Jameson, like, amazing. Like, 
amazing. I remember freaking out in the post credit scene being like, oh my God, it's him. Um, and then just like seeing him pop up being like a Spider-Man hater. Oh my God, it made my 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 inner child so happy i was like oh my god like he's just being so stupid he's just like hating on spider-man and i thought that was just like hilarious i i didn't like how they made him seem like an alan's alex jones type of of publication even though like i know that's how he would be but i didn't like seeing it (laughs) but um but yeah, I just wanted to give a shout out to J. Joan Jameson because um, his name is fun to say. And it was it was really fun to see him on screen again. I agree that the ending could have been more Spider-Man related than just another Doctor Strange trailer. But before this, I also thought that the movie No Way Home like itself also ended in a really good place. And I was thinking, would there, like, did we really need a post-credit scene of Spider-Man. But then I heard Madison's idea of like, oh, where did Toby and Andrew Spider-Man end up and how are they doing? I was like, yeah, that's a good question. It's a really good idea. I would like to see that. So, yeah. What do you guys hope to see in the future? Because we heard that Tom Holland is signed up for like three more Marvel movies. You guys have any expectations or wishes? My wish. And it's a big wish. My wish is that MJ remembers him. I know it's a big ask, but I like, and something that really fascinated me, no, fascinated me too, was um, I think MJ's character really shined. We also haven't talked about that. And their relationship really shined. And like the sacrifice of Um, and like that sacrifice too like oh my goodness like like my my girlfriend like is gonna forget me and my best friend's gonna forget me like that really um like you really saw that loss with them like you really believe that they were like in a relationship um and it sucks that like they were just starting to be a relationship and then his identity got exposed and then like they had to do little like remote texting and like stuff like that um I I just I really want them to get back together, or maybe or maybe Gwen Stacy. Maybe there's a Gwen Stacy out there for um. I, saw, I think I saw a meme where it's like, where it was an a meme, but I think I saw a tweet where it was like now um, Peter Parker or Tom 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 Holland's Peter Parker is gonna is gonna reject every Gwen Stacy or a Gwen Stacy. So um, but I don't know. Like I I just want to see Spider Man happy because he wasn't happy throughout this entire movie and I just wanted to see him happy. I definitely think for like going, moving forward with like Spider-Man, they should maybe take a little bit of a break just to like let things sit a little bit. I don't know. I might be the only one who thinks this, but um, I just thought they should do that. But what I want to see in like the next kind of like trilogy maybe, or even just like one movie is uh, I want to see like Tom Holland sort of like he was almost in homecoming but like as an adult sort of like in New York staying in kind of like one area um doing his best to you know like pay rent and all that sort of like what happened in um Spider-Man 3 
where he's like struggling to pay rent and stuff um because I thought that would be really interesting but then yeah and then maybe like a Venom storyline but yeah pretty simple stuff it would be really cool if they did it like that he went to go work for J. Jonah Jameson and like started to become like like a journalist because I think yeah because he was he was a journalist in the in the um in the Tobey Maguire ones right or he was like a photographer yeah he was yeah so so it'd be cool if you like did that again and then oh no like the venom like serum thing is like back and then he's like taking pictures of like the venom thing and yeah hire me marvel i i can figure yeah. it out <laughs> that actually sounds like a great storyline and they can include mj like mj gets attacked by the symbiote yeah or like she was um I forgot I don't know if they mentioned like why like which program she was gonna go into or maybe she can be like in the lab where they're like trying to like study the symbiote and this is all free Marvel I I'm, I'm giving this to you on the fly you know into like the Venom thing um apparently like um in the second Venom movie they'll let be let there be carnage one like the symbiote hive mind goes like across the multiverse so like if you know in your hypothetical situation like the symbiote infects nj then eddie brock and like could theoretically know about that and we know that um venom is going to be in the mcu because or at least part of them will be in the mcu so that'll be interesting to see Earlier, Daisy mentioned, oh, we haven't really talked about like MJ and Ned. So let's talk about that. I just wanted to say, I noticed how in the previous Tom Holland movies, like MJ was a character in it, but obviously she wasn't a main character because they weren't in a relationship yet. But at the end of one of the movies, I forget which one specifically, but there was a close-up of MJ and then she was like, what are you hiding, Peter Parker? And she went, just kidding. But I was like, at the end. So I was like, there's something up with MJ. And then when this movie came out, it, it, like they're in a relationship. So I was like, wow. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure in Homecoming, like he, like she was just kind of like an admirer of like, like kind of just like, just like, like, like a silent little crush on Peter Parker. But, um, but Peter Parker was crushing on um, the Vulture's daughter. Super awkward, super funny. A really great spider-man scene and then in no way home no no in far from home um that's when they like went to europe and like did their like little europe trip and that's when she kind of tells tells him like yeah i've been stalking you i know you're spider-man <laughs> yeah and that's what i was saying earlier is that like they didn't really like explore their relationship because they just became a thing and then he got exposed as spider-man um which I thought was really sad and like losing a friend like Ned I can't even imagine like they're probably best friends since like preschool and um yeah I think that friendship broke me harder than MJ. <laughs> yeah I I agree with the Ned thing and also like I don't know if it's in the comics or like, I don't know, the comics have like touched on so many different like combinations of people and like villains and stuff and like just different heroes. But I'm pretty sure like Ned might have become like a Sorcerer Supreme or like some 
forget what the like the lower position is below sorcerer supreme but like i don't know i'm probably making this up but like um it feels like at some point they've done that like crossover between spider-man and um doctor strange but yeah i do have to say though kind of controversial opinion but i like ned and um peter better than peter and harry in the sam raimi spider-man so yeah i just thought they like had more chemistry like friendship chemistry together and like i don't know it felt more like a teen friend group but um i do have to give the peter and harry friendship credit that they were a pretty good like adult friendship but yeah and then with like mj that was really sad to me but i do agree that like we needed more time to like have them as a couple because I felt just like kind of rush between far from home and no way home their relationship I don't know it just felt weird from like one movie to the next um I didn't really have time to get used to it but who knows in the future what uh they do with their relationship so um in the comics from what I've read uh Ned becomes a villain and he becomes the hobgoblin I think I saw something like in the um like the leading up to to no way home that like they hope that they hope that he does that like no ned is ned <laughs> ned is spider-man's friend like i i just didn't see him as the hobgoblin i was like there's no way there's no way they're gonna do that is there anything else you guys would like to comment or talk about i think i'm more excited what to see in the future um i'm excited to see yeah like what they do with spider-man and what they do with venom um as well i know that we all got kind of got scared um earlier i can't remember if it was earlier this year or earlier last year when like it was unknown like the future of spider-man like hopefully they can get it together and just work either work as it which i know like I don't work for Disney or Sony. I don't know what money is involved, but they just need to figure it out because their consumers are getting annoyed. Um, and that's not good. Yeah, I think Tom Holland said um, in an interview recently that he would be fine with just leaving the Spider-Man as like as is. He said he would he would be fine like if that's like if they don't agree and Sony keeps Spider-Man or whatever happens, you know, like if that would have been the last Spider-Man movie for a while, then he would have been fine with it. And I think I agree with that sentiment. Like if they, if they just leave Spider-Man like alone, this is a great like final finale movie. But if they want to expand on it, if they want to um, integrate Venom into it, in, into Spider-Man, um, I think, I think that'd be fine. And I firmly agree that the best scene in all of cinema was watching all three of them like in the air flinging together. Like I haven't been the same person since that happened. Like my life is better. The sun is brighter. So that's my, that's my statement. I agree with Daisy 100%. Um, yeah, just big thank you to the movie for just being great. And then also thank you for introducing me to the Tom Hardy Venom series because it's actually pretty good.
I didn't give it a chance. So yeah, I'm excited for what's gonna come in the future. And yeah, and I forgot how much I really, really liked the Amazing Spider-Man duology. So, well, maybe not the second one, but no, I give it a pass. You've been listening to Film Club, a production of Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Kendrick Whiteman. Alaska Teen Media Institute is based in Anchorage, Alaska. We would like to acknowledge the Denina people whose land we work on. Many thanks to supporters of our podcast, including Alaska State Council of the Arts. The views expressed in this program do not necessarily represent the views of our sponsors. Thanks to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Alaska and help keep our podcast going, you can support us through Patreon. It's a membership platform that makes it easy for you to support creative endeavors like Atme. Just go to patreon.com slash alaskateenmedia. You can also help out by subscribing to, rating, or writing a review of our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Every little bit helps us get our stories out there. And if you are a youth ages 13 to 24 who is interested in becoming a member of our team, go to alaskateenmedia.org slash join to find out more. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Nico Coltrane. Thanks for listening.